After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Also check out our off the floor feed. It's posted right to the top of my Twitter page at Five Reasons Sports. That's where you get all and in the, the description. Content. Yeah, subscription. Pay for the subscription. It's two dollars and ninety nine cents per no, month. We're not I trying to it's cheat also- you. Also in the description, just so so people will know. Oh, it's in the description. In okay, pay, pay for the subscription. It's in the description. All right, so check it out. Off the floor, you get host updates. You also get 24-7 heat chats. You get non-NBA chats. You get NBA chats. You get everything. It's in our Discord. We're almost at 200 members, so we appreciate the support. Also, check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. That includes Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN. You get $20 to play at betteredge.com. Our contests are only like 3 bucks or 10 bucks. so you do the math. You're playing against others who use it. You're not playing against a bookie or anything like that. That's why it is legal in the state of Florida and 43 other states. So check it out at betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Yikes. Yes. Uh, five on the floor. Drive for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard. Couple scars. Wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on Five Reasons Sports. we got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Make sure you check out last night's episode. We had Brady and Greg on with us as well to break down the Heat's win in Memphis. that got them to 4-4 four and four on the season. Excuse me, now they've got Atlanta up next. And they continue this stretch of nine games in 10 on the road. They've only got a home game against Brooklyn to break that up in a few days. But the big story last night, Tyler Hero came down after shooting a floater, stepped on Jaron Jackson Jr.'s foot, twisted his ankle badly. It blew up. He ended up hobbling to the locker room. After the game in the locker room, he said that he heard a crunch and a crack to add that essentially he would be out for a couple of weeks. Now, people panicked. Today, when they saw the report from Anthony Chang and others, the Heat obviously released a statement to a couple of the beat writers saying that uh, Hero had left the team. We expected that to happen and had gone home to meet with Harlan Selznick, who is the team's orthopedist, and he was listed as a surgeon, which he is. So everybody freaked out about that. But I can just tell you from my experience being around the Heat and also from knowing Harlan they all meet with Harlan. This is not something that's unusual. Again, the word freaked everyone out, but they'll, he's an orthopedist. They're going to they're going to have, in addition to obviously uh, meeting with Jay Sable, et cetera, they're going to have their uh, their players meet with the team orthopedist uh, for the best course of action. So I don't think this is anything unusual. If we get an update that says 
that he's having surgery or something will let you know, but I would be very surprised. Uh, the x-ray came back negative, the MRI also. So uh, this is it's a sprained ankle. Um, now we'll see the severity. It could be a high ankle sprain. Sometimes those take a little bit longer, but he is going to be out a couple of weeks. So this is not good. I mean, there's no way around this. And in the second half of the episode, we will get into the specifics of the offense, which has been awful with Tyler off the floor. Like 16 points per 100 possessions worse when he's not playing as opposed to when he is playing. And no matter what anybody wants to say about him dominating the ball or any of the rest of this, by the way, he has the second highest usage rate on the team, not the first. Bam has the first. Jimmy's third. But he was a core offensive player for them, and he's been good. Uh, There's no other way to put it. Like, I mean, you can call him elite, not elite, whatever. He's been good. He's been important, and this is a team that doesn't have a ton of scoring on it. So, Alice, I'll go to you first on this, well, because you're the only one here. Uh, but we'll go to the topic that's first on this, because this is the one that Heat fans are going to pivot to right away. Who starts? And, and I guess there's two questions here. Who should start and who will start, in your view? Let's start with the who should start. They may be the same person, but who should start, in your opinion? Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be the same person for me. Um, not that I can't hear arguments for other people, but, yeah, I think the, the one who will start and should start is, is Duncan. Um, you, you can convince me otherwise on should, just cause I can kind of see it both ways. If you tell me, if you feel like, you know, Spo is one to, um, want to keep things that are working well, keep working well. And one of the things that has been is Duncan coming off the bench and he's like him along with Hakez, that's been kind of like their, their two best bench players. And so maybe he doesn't want to mess with that because the bench units have already been so, so bad and, you know, kind of just the lineups in between throughout a game. Um, they, they haven't been great. So I don't know if he wants to take away one of the actual good pieces from the, the bench, throw it into the starting lineup. Um, but that's that would be the cleanest fit. I think Duncan, we already know what he can do. It, it fits really well around their best players. And it's easy to see um, how it would work. Now, like, if you just want to make a guy like Caleb the starter when he comes back, he, he kind of deserves it after the way he played last season. He would obviously be playing a really, really different role than either Tyler or Duncan. And you wouldn't want him to replace those guys, but you know, I, I I could I could be convinced into saying start Caleb too. I said it before the season. I wouldn't mind him starting, um, and would probably start him over Josh. Um, but this is a different scenario, of course. It would be starting alongside Kyle Lowry and not Tyler Hero, so it, it's a little weird. Kyle would need to keep shooting the way he did last night, um, for for that to work out, and the offense might be a little clunky, but that would be leaning defense, and I think. Kind of that's what they should do overall with their lineups is lean defense. So, look, I'm not against a guy like Caleb starting. He, I don't know when he's coming back. Other than that, I don't really see who else should be starting. How about you? Yeah, it, to me, it's Duncan also. And there are two other options right now. Well, three when Caleb is back. Okay, so Kyle's going to start, obviously. That was happening anyway. And the way he played last night, he's not being pulled from the lineup. They don't have enough ball handling. Um, People knew my feelings about him starting before the season, but they are where they are, and he's going to start. So now it becomes, okay, who compliments him the best? So there are three options, I think, that they could go with, but I think it should be Duncan, and I think it will be Duncan. So Duncan is one, and you hit on it. Um, He's become much better at creation than he was before. We went through a sequence on playback today. Three straight plays late in that game. He created the play, and he used to just create it with his gravity, but now he's creating it uh, with downhill driving uh, and and decisions he's making on the fly. Now, there were some decisions he made late in that game that were not great, um, and, and my concern about Duncan is kind of like <sighs> – 
it, it, it's almost – to me, it's diminishing returns sometimes when he plays more. And so I'm curious to see how Spolstrom manages his minutes as a starter. I think he's been very effective this year. We were talking on playback. Okay, who has – solidified themselves as players they can trust that Spolster can trust. And, and I think in terms of exceeding the expectation level, I think Haywood Highsmith and Jaime Hawkins are one, two, but Duncan's been three. I think Duncan's been right there with them where you say you've gotten a little bit more from him than maybe we anticipated coming into the season. He did build on what he did in the finals last year and in the playoffs when honestly he was more effective than Struess for good portions of it. So I'm fine with Duncan starting. He's been in that role before. He started with Lowry before. There's a comfort level there, and obviously there's a comfort level with Bam. So I, I have no issue with him starting, but I still think he should be a player who should be in the 20 to 27-minute range in minutes and not much higher than that. The other options, you could start Hawkins. Now, that's com- that's different because then you're asking him to spot up, shoot more. Um, we saw him in the starting lineup. Well, sure did put him in the starting lineup in a different position, couple games ago he plays really well next to jimmy in the limited time that we've seen so far but we kind of like him better coming off the bench right now and kind of uh filling that offensive role off the bench and also the defense that he's provided but just kind of plugging the holes there i'd almost rather start jovich than hakez right now that might be an out of the you know like out of the box one that we don't see but it would like track with the idea that like you know when when an injury happens like this spo brings somebody into the starting lineup who wasn't there before a totally different position though i mean because then you're really yeah. talking about sliding you're going bigger then because yeah. you're slide you're sliding jimmy and haywood down um but the other the other options here though see the option that would have been the obvious option before the season that i think is not an option right now because of the way he's playing is josh and you mentioned it like i don't i'm not really even considering that right now i don't think spo would go to that with the way that josh is shooting right now and seems to be having trouble finding a fit in the offense, I don't know that starting him makes that any better. We also saw that after Spolster played him for all 48 minutes of the previous four fourth quarters, he didn't play down the stretch in this last game uh, with some of the decision-making and the shooting struggles that he's had. So I, I don't think it will be Josh. I don't think right now it should be Josh. I know I, I campaigned for him to start before the season, but honestly, I have not been overwhelmed in a positive way by what I've seen. And that kind of tracks with what I heard at training camp, even before he got hurt, which I think is one of the reasons when Kyle wanted to start, there wasn't that much of a protest from the Heat coaching staff about that because I don't think Josh popped in a significant way. The other guy you mentioned is Caleb, and that just comes down to when he comes back. Now, I know they've wanted to use him as a Swiss Army knife, six-man type, fill any role off the bench, but we also do know that Spo likes to pull someone, like you said, from out there, and Caleb is out there. He hasn't played, with the exception of one game in which he was limited. You could put him in the starting lineup without screwing with the bench rotations too much. And then the the the, the task for Spo is how to anchor the bench because it's pretty clear now with T- Tyler. We said this on playback too. Tyler has anchored the bench better than Jimmy has, at least in terms of the numbers. Like when you put the four guys out there with Tyler, they've been better than the four guys with Jimmy. I guess he's going to have to anchor the bench with Bam now. And maybe that means subbing Love in for Bryant and playing Love at the four and not going with a traditional backup center. That's something I was thinking about after we did the playback that because he has to get, he has, he can't sit Jimmy and Bam. We, we talked no. about this last year. No. He cannot sit Jimmy and Bam together without Tyler. Like with, with with he could do it 
And it worked okay with Tyler anchoring the four bench guys. He cannot do it without Tyler, not with this group. Like he doesn't have Max anymore. He doesn't have Gabe anymore. His options are a little bit different. And it didn't even work when he had Max and Gabe. So I think that could be a lean here where you could start Caleb, leave Hakez where he is, leave Duncan where he is, and then sub love in for Bryant with that group and anchor it with Bam. I, it, when you're not angry with Jimmy, like that's, I, I would say Spo thinks in layers. He doesn't think, okay, it's just the starters. And then eventually we'll get to, he's thinking, what's the next rotation? What's the next stagger? Just something that I would throw out there. But I think it's going, I think because Caleb's not healthy right now, even though he's on the trip, I think it's going to be Duncan. Cause it's the, it's the most seamless fit. And he can do some of the things that Tyler was doing, although not at that level. Yeah, I'm with you. And as far as like the lineup stuff, that's I, I've been just nonstop talking about that because I just think they really haven't found the right mix. Um, like you see a lot of these lineups, and we talked about this on playback as well. It, it seems like Spo had settled into, um, you know, a, a usual rotation of lineups that we kept seeing when when everybody was there. It's like uh, I think now is a perfect opportunity to change to kind of mess with that a little bit because I don't think what they've had is worth like you know, quote unquote, not messing with, right? Like their bench, their bench unit as a whole hasn't been good. And I, well, I wouldn't say it hasn't been, hasn't been great because some of the guys, like I said, between um, Hawkins and Duncan have been, you know, great for them off the bench. And so if you want to just talk about keeping them there, I understand it. But like, you know, you know, you were going into whether or not Love can come in and take Thomas Bryant's backup five minutes. I think that has to do with the lineups as well. Like, and, I think if you throw a, a lineup out there where, you know, let's say Mav comes out first and Jimmy's over there with Kevin Love as the spacing five, I think Spo has leaned into that before. Um, you know, he did it last season when Love was there and they found something and it was reminiscent of what they did with Kelly the first season. I think that's something that they should really, really consider because, and again, not to go into repeat from what we were saying on playback, but I, I really don't think you're doing any favors from anybody from like the lineups you had out there with Tyler Duncan and Thomas Bryant. Um, so if you just replace... Bryant with love there. I don't think you're going to be doing those guys any favors. I do. I would like to see him play. But like you mentioned, then, um, you know, he doesn't really need to rush into that. He knows what love is going to give him and he can do that whenever he wants. You know, Thomas Bryant's supposed to be kind of an innings eater throughout the season. He's 25 years old. He was pretty productive when he plays. And I just think like you see why um, he was cast out of rotations in the past. Um, and even with the limited you know, kind of a limited role that he's getting right now off the bench, you still see it. So when he's not giving you like a few buckets in the paint, it's like, okay, what are you really here for? Because you're supposed to be this offensive big man who rebounds. The rebounding is fine. Screening is fine. But with Love, you know for a fact you're going to get a, a spaced out floor. And you can really pair that with Jimmy. And and I think those lineups are something that I will be confident about because, you know, Jimmy gets more space to go downhill, uh, you know, less crowded paint. I, I love those lineups, and I think that's not that like a lineup like that would fix everything, but just in general, finding the right mix of lineups that work together, I think is going to be the the key to this season, especially with all the playable bodies they have, because like you can't just keep playing these lineups that are just clearly not working, and I think some of them like don't wouldn't even work on paper. So, um, not to keep hammering that home, but that's where I'm at with this. It's like the Tyler thing sucks. They're going to have to find ways to replicated and we're going to talk about that in the second half but other than that use this time to experiment with different things uh, different looks different lineups 
and see what some of these guys can give you. I think without Caleb, you have to stick with a nine-man, maybe an eight-man rotation. I would play Jovic some minutes just to give you some offense. Um, you know, he can move the ball. I, I think the offense looks pretty good when, when he's been in there. And now this is the type of chance where, like, I think you, you want a little bit of offensive infusion. Um, and I don't think Drew Smith is giving you that. I think they have a lot of defensive pieces. And now you got to mess with different looks, I think. All right. When we come back from the break, we're going to get into sort of the larger conversation about Tyler and where they go from here. But first, another word from one of our sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Football season is back, and you know what that means. Touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates, and epic fantasy showdowns. But, fellas, let's not forget the real MVP of the season, introducing the all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit by Manscaped, your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on and off the field. Don't fumble this opportunity. Head to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You heard that right. 9 million men or 109 MetLife stadiums. We shouldn't be talking about New York. So go to manscaped.com. It's not even New York. It's New Jersey. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. Your grass is not artificial. Keep it shaved with Manscaped. All right. So there's a larger uh, philosophical debate going on on X or Twitter or whatever we want to call it. I actually kind of want to hit on it here because – this annoys me, Alex. I'm just going to be honest with you. And I don't want to single out uh, particular Heat fans, uh, many of whom I greatly respect and may have good opinions on other topics. This idea of Tyler Hero as being injury prone because he's making a basketball play, getting to his floater and steps on an ankle when we know that Jimmy Butler steps on like four five, six ankles uh, or, or, or foot uh, feet a year. It happened. Anybody who's ever, I mean, geez, I blew out my knee stepping on a, a foot. I've been having surgeries every uh, the last 30 years. Okay. I guess I'm injury prone. Um, it, it's, just, it's, it's basketball. And, and this narrative that his, it, it, I'm not surprised about the narrative from outside of heat fans, but that it's a narrative inside heat, you know, the heat, Family, so to speak, makes no sense to me. I mean, let's look at Tyler's injuries. Like, he's diving for a loose ball in the playoffs last year. Okay, maybe it wasn't the best decision, but he's making a hustle play. It wasn't a fake hustle play. He was trying to make a play. And this one, he's getting to his floater. You know, to me, a player is injury prone when they're not conditioned. 
And so they're, they're having a lot of like hamstring injuries or groin injuries, or they're pulling this or they're pulling that, or they stay out longer than really they should have. Tyler hasn't necessarily stayed out longer than he should have. And again, he broke a hand. I mean, he broke a, a hand last year. Like is he shooting? Hands? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know why people are making this, and I'm not saying everybody. It's a very small contingent, I'm sure. Okay, but making this a referendum on Tyler that you can't trust him, you can't count on him. That last night doesn't change any of that, and it doesn't shouldn't change whether or not they keep him long term. Am I am I wrong about this? But I, it's the same thing with Tua, and I'm, I'm like with Tua. I'm like okay. The concussion thing, like that's a serious thing like that. You have to be concerned about that going forward because one can lead to another, lead to another. They get worse. It's easier to get them, et cetera. But some of the stuff on two, I didn't understand. And the stuff on Tyler, I don't understand at all. Again, am I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. I don't really understand it either. Um, I think people who that already felt that way about him before that, or maybe Perhaps it's like a thing where they kind of just wanted him off the team or any excuse to get him off the team regardless, which is fine. You can have that opinion. I just don't agree. I, I don't agree. Like, I think it's been freak stuff that happens. And, and like you said, I mean, spraining ankles when playing basketball, um, it's extremely common, man. Like, there's a, it's a lot of feet in the paint, a lot of jumping going on. Guys aren't, like, accounting for other people's feet in these, you know, in the, in the heat of the moment. Like, stuff like that happens all the time especially when you're, you know, driving into the paint, you know, going for a rebound. I mean, God knows it's how I messed up my ankle, but uh, I, and I've sprained my ankle a countless amount of times. Not that I'm representative of anything. I'm definitely not a high level athlete by any means, but um, just in general, it's really common. So I just really don't take any, you know, I, I don't put any weight into that at all. I think Tyler was playing ball and it's just kind of an unfortunate thing that happened, just like the Milwaukee thing. And, so the the MRI uh, did come out negative. Then you said, right? I, I I thought I saw that somewhere. I'll have to check on that after the podcast. But as, as far as any significant damage, I don't believe that there is any. But how long he's going to be out? Again, that's dependent on where the ankle sprain is, and there 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 is different severity on that. And some 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 players come back quicker than others. But this idea that Tyler would not try to come back quicker, or that he doesn't put the work in is just wrong. I mean, like you said, everybody's injury prone, prone on a basketball court. Like you're, you're injury prone as soon as you're out there and he's attacking the defensive player of the year. I mean, that's how he got hurt. I would rather he attack the defensive player of the year than be afraid to attack the defensive player of the year. And just, again, a freak thing happens there. And then the bigger, the bigger conversation I have is how do they survive him or survive it, which we'll get to in a second. What you got? Really quickly, just wanted to clear up. So um, Anthony Chang in his article, I don't know if there's been any new information that's come out ever since, but in his article, he said the x-ray on Hero's injured ankle returned clean and he was set to undergo an MRI today. So I don't know if the MRI results have come out ever since, but x-ray clean MRI uh, results still pending at this point. I'm I, I, I thought I saw else, somewhere, but, yeah. but I didn't get it officially that it was clear. So we'll see. And again, maybe it's happening at this moment. So we'll find out later this afternoon. But MRIs on ankle injuries are not usually particularly definitive anyway. Um, swelling goes down at different times for different people. And, and again, a lot of it is where it is, okay, uh, in terms of and, – and also, of course, where, what the grade of it is. Um, and MRIs don't always give all of that away. So we'll see. I mean, look, Jimmy – dealt with the ankle during the playoffs last year, and it never got right the entire time. I mean, he probably would have taken two to three weeks off if it hadn't been never got to uh, rest the post. 
He never got arrested. So they're going to be very careful with Tyler on this. And I guess just before we close here, and thanks to our sponsors, Manscaped and Better Edge, make sure you're using the code 5RSN. Make sure you sign up for the Off the Floor Discord. Make sure that you sign up. We're going to start promoting the hell out of this the next week for our, our second 2K tournament at Rock Esports Center um, down in Palmetto Bay. We're going to be there on the 18th for the game. I'll be there this time uh, for a watch party and then also for the 2K tournament afterwards. But I, I guess it's this, and we'll we'll try to do this here in a minute. I mean, let's say he's out two to three weeks. What what, what is the goal here? Because last year he went out. They went to the finals. Uh, causation is not correlation. This is a different team this year. It's different in the regular season when you got to be without a guy for a long time, as opposed to a short series where you're just preparing for the same team all the time. But I mean, he misses 10, 12 games here. Let's say, which is a perfectly reasonable amount i think based on what we saw and how it blew up last night it's just just to tread water at this point i mean how much of a game can you find without him it's really hard man as as has been pointed out before like their offense really falls off a cliff without tyler um and i think at that point you know usually what, what you see happen with the heat over the years like in, in the jimmy era is they kind of scale their three-point volume up a little bit when a guy is out especially when it's like a jimmy you know that's when you really really see it when jimmy's out and they play a little faster and more and a bunch of threes are going up how are you going to do that how 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 can you do that without tyler like duncan might start and, and you could scale and you could scale up his role a little bit and you know that's that makes a lot of sense like duncan playing more throughout this time is probably expected like they need a guy who can help their offense flow even if it's not him taking the shots he he, he makes stuff happen for sure and i think that's what it ends up coming down to is who are the guys in the team who can make stuff happen for you on offense and i'm being broad there and vague on purpose because i just think that's what it's about at this point and you got to go for guys who can make plays that's why i would like the idea of jovic not even necessarily starting but just playing i, I think if this is the exact time that we would expect him to right not necessarily because of hero being out but just like we, we predicted for him that he would get playing time when when important players were out I think he makes stuff happen on offense. He looks confident um, even in the half court. I know everybody loves to point out the transition stuff, and that's amazing. I love it. You know, grab and go. He, he loves to attack and transition. But even in the half court, he knows how to make the right play. And he's not necessarily like a big-time scorer himself, but the confidence was there in the time we saw with the shot. Um, I like the way that he attacks a closeout. I like the way he's attacking the basket. He's always looking to make the right play. So I just think having guys like that who, who will make something happen on offense – you know, maybe find the open guy. It, it, it makes sense. And not necessarily, you know, it doesn't only ap apply to Jovic. That's, I feel like now you're going to see hopefully more Hakez, um on-ball creation when a guy, when Jimmy is off the bench, right? Like you said earlier, more, I mean, Jimmy and Bam, hard staggering, not where they don't play with each other. But, you know, after the starting lineup, you always have to have one of them too. And, and, and I already felt that way before when it comes to, you know, Jimmy Bam and Tyler, but now without Tyler, I think you have to do that. I think you have to have one of those two guys on the floor at all times because this team is already not didn't project to be a, a good regular season team. And it's kind of like, you know, we expect them to be, you know, maybe a bit better than last season. But now without Tyler, the margin for error just gets so much smaller. And I think you have to make up for it however you can. So more guys who make plays with the ball, you know, maybe a couple of more minutes for Jimmy and Bam. Just make sure they're always one of the two is always on the floor. More minutes for Duncan. And and honestly, the other thing is, this is the time to find your identity on the defensive end. Get back to being great at what you do when it comes to forcing turnovers, um, you know, being a good defensive rebounding team, boxing out, just kind of 
locking in on the fundamentals of the things you're already supposed to be good at because they need to find that defensive identity, that defense-first um, identity. And then I think the offense will become a little bit easier if you're getting all those easy buckets, winning the turnover battle, possession battle. But, yeah, that, that's that's where I'm at with it. Well, I think the hardest thing here you mentioned at the very beginning is usually you would scale up your three-point shooting, but you just lost your arguably your best three-point shooter. So scale up the rim attacks. Somebody else is going to have to hike the volume here and be efficient, and I don't know that a lot of their guys are capable of that. Like I, I think a little more from Highsmith, maybe, maybe Caleb some threes when he comes back. Jimmy uh, has hiked his volume a little bit from three and been somewhat efficient, but I don't know that's what you want him doing all the time. But they don't have a ton of specialists on this team who all of a sudden they're just going to start spreading the four and bombing away 45 times. It's just not it's not it's not built that way the way previous heat teams were built. I'm with you. To me, it's about defense. And when Caleb comes back, it's about getting to that closing lineup where you've got Caleb and you've got Haywood and you've got Bam and you've got Jimmy anchoring that thing. And you just keep people from scoring at the end of games, making up free throws. And that's how they won a lot of those clutch games. We know that no matter what they're doing in a game, they're going to end up in a clutch game. They cannot blow people out. They're incapable of it. Um, and then they start to have fourth quarter miscues and all the rest, and it just really comes down to getting a stop or making one shot. They've done that three times this year to win games. Um, but they're going to have to keep doing it without Tyler. It's not going to be easy. Uh, Atlanta next. Again, thanks to our sponsors, Manscaped and Better Edge. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fivers and Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.